I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Pod Network Entertainment. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time! Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ila Dragunov, the star Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Emil ASH checking in on another Thursday night live stream. Thank you to everybody who's tuned in, everyone who's joining us on the podcast, whether it's on the live stream, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on TikTok, or even on the audio-only versions in case uh, you don't have time to join us on a Thursday night. Thank you for keeping us with you through your weekend as we process all of the wrestling feels. Uh, it's another big week for us here on the show. So let's take care of some some house uh, housekeeping stuff first. So Emil ASH, why don't you do your usual plug for the Patreon and let the people know how they can support the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. All right, so you can support the podcast by subscribing to our Patreon program at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. First of us, $5, so in a local currency, it's, it's around 270, 260 pesos. So you'll get a lot, uh, you get the benefits, uh, being part of the Patreon program. Of course, uh, there's, uh, you can join in on our Discord community where we host, uh, watch parties. And, uh, in the next coming weeks, uh, we get, we're going to have a lot of watch parties, uh, all in, all out, and also uh, payback. So, if you want in on, if you want to join in on all the watch party fun, uh, you know, for 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 payback, you're gonna we're gonna have a watch party with uh, Tagalog commentary. So, if you want in to join in on I mean, that, if you, you can, like it, right? I if mean, you like, yeah, you know, if it's cool with you. <laughs> kung, kung okay lang sa inyo, de ba? <laughs> nakakaya naman. No, nakakaya naman kung hindi na yung Tagalog commentary. Yeah, so you, yeah, and also we um with the passabice which uh, we're doing something new here. Uh, if you become a part of the Patreon program, you get some friendly rates, you know, friendly rates uh and uh and all that stuff. Also, the review content of the weekly wrestling shows courtesy of Row and Row and ASH. And uh by supporting uh the Patreon program, you're supporting everything that we do and thus we'll be able to uh do more activities for our fellow podcast so for so that uh, everyone everyone here could have some fun so again uh all of that is possible uh, if you subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast again first though that's five dollars yeah 
Yeah. Right. right. Uh, clarify lang namin yeah. na ano. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, pag sinabi namin friendly rates with the pasabay, it's for the service fee. Like, we can't give yes. you discounts on the actual online <laughs> yeah, like, on, stores. On the, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I forgot to say it again. Yeah. Hindi pa namin kaya yun. Oh, yeah. Wala kaming ano. Hindi kami may ari ng WWE shop. <laughs> oh, so, hindi namin kaya magbigay ng discount doon. Yung service fee, yun, kaya namin. Yes. Oh. There you go. That's it. All right. Yeah, yeah, we got another event. But before I say that, uh, saying hey to Maxwell Edge Cena on TikTok, asking me if I'm a wrestler. Yes, I'm a wrestler. I did have a match with Jake Leon. I'm the skinny mask guy he was throwing around and beat him eventually. Anyway, uh, we have another event as well, other than the watch parties. We have payback, we have all in on the Discord because nobody said, hey, we want it on a, on a live viewing party. So, in uh, yun, we will have a different uh, live event up in the works for you on September 24, 24, 23, 23, 23 that's Saturday. Yeah, 23. Mm-hmm. 23, that's Saturday. We will be having the return of the quiz night. Uh, we don't have a name for it yet. Uh, it's going to be a wrestling quiz night. Uh, it's the first one we'll be holding in years, literal years, since before the pandemic. But it will be... Hi, Joko. put the announcement. It will be... At, that's, this is not the announcement, by the way. It will be at our friends from Hobby Stadium uh, at New Manila, Quezon City. And, of uh, um, we'll be having it there in the bar area. If we can fill the whole place, even better. But you, up for grabs in that, um, in that quiz night will be a box of WWE trading cards and some gift certificates to Hobby Stadium, which is a big deal because there's a lot good stuff, good hobby stuff, cards, figures, and all that good stuff up for grabs. So, salik uh, guys. Salik And, you know, let's make this a thing. Um, let's have uh, more events like this. And, you know, we can uh, make the most out of our friendships with our, uh, par- with our partners from Hobby Stadium and Skinny Mike Sports Bar as well. So it's going to be 350 pesos with uh, a free iced tea thrown in. We don't have a name for it yet. Uh, we don't know how. We're, we're figuring out rather how you can get tickets. So stay tuned for all of those details. It's going to be September 23. That is a Saturday night. And we'll see you all there at Hobby Stadium. And then, Champre, uh, is there any? Yeah. I'm yeah, I think, I think we've covered here. everything for quiz night. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Let me talk to you. Time for us to give you the big announcement that we actually announced and hyped on social media. So it is time for the announcement para sa mga natatakot kung na-late ba sila, na-delay ba sila. No, you are not late because you are just in time for said announcement. And because you are in time for said announcement, then I think it is time that we actually get to said announcement. So let me uh, give you a proper drum roll for said announcement. Our announcement is that this is officially the graduation of one Emil ASH. Oh, wow. Oh, hit it, wow. hit it, Jasper. That's <laughs> fine. There you go. Do your march, Emil. Ladies and gentlemen, Emil ASH is now officially a show host. He has oh, wow. put in the work, put in the time. Say, uh, you know, join us for the live stream every week whenever he can. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's watched wrestling to the best of his ability. And now he is a full-fledged show host. You can, uh, well, you don't have to be an ASH anymore. Oh, wow. So... <laughs> Since you were caught completely unaware, what do you have to say for yourself, Emil A.S.H.? A- wow. Emil, just Emil at this, ta- Emil, at this point. Emil, oh, wow. Oh. 
Ah, uh, I am speechless. I I don't know what to say kasi again, hindi mo alam. Wala kang alam. Yeah, because I don't know. Pero like, <laughs> you know, I've been I can't believe na I'll reach this point na I'm officially now show host since I was just a fan a year ago actually. I, oh, actually, exact. I don't. I don't know if it's exactly a year ago. Say it's August last year where I, where I volunteered myself on a random Wednesday morning where uh, Ro was asking because he like. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so Ro just uh, asked the Discord who's willing to, you know, to do, to be a guest host, and I volunteered myself to say, you know, why not? I mean, it's one of my dreams, one of my. Uh, dreams to talk wrestling to be in a podcast so I volunteered myself and then uh, the rest is, they say his is is history so I know I, you were on a roll and then you had to go for the cliche the rest is history <laughs> sorry <laughs> again um, again thank you so yamana, much yamana. it's impromptu it's impromptu Th- thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much to everyone um, Stan Ro Chino Rowan uh, and also the the pod network as well uh, thank you so much I was caught off guard, honestly. So thank you so much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy. Yeah, I'll, I someone here with a comment. I finished my story. <laughs> I <laughs> have to finish the. Jay said on TikTok. Our friend Jace uh, says the boyhood dream has come true. <laughs> We're going with yeah. the all wrestling cliches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so again, thank thank you so much. Uh, wow. Very uh, it was some it was it was about something else. So thank you so much. Would have been fun if uh, we actually ma- future endeavored you <laughs> live on the show, but no. Video in your guys uh, from a paying patron, Emil worked his way up to becoming an official wrestling wrestling podcast show host. So you know what that means. You have dreams of being on here. Better start paying up first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mga mukhang pera kami Tumataas na mga presyo ng mga bayanin Kala nyo libre to? Oo oh. Kailangan nga natin magkaanak, di ba? Para lumit yung debt per capita his, uh, his, uh, The month that he paid uh, $5 Was his entry fee To, to the ASH program <laughs> Oh, enrollment yung Patreon sabi ni Admin Jackie. Tama yan, tama. <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, so yeah, congratulations. Thanks. Emil Nate, officially a show host. Actually, ASH pa lang si na Emil and Rowan. Nashoot na sila ng The Pod Network, di ba? So, ganyan kami uh, generous yeah. mga ASH namin on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. To be, to be fair, uh, we did come to this decision before the shoot. So we actually considered telling you at the shoot, but we I I had the bright idea of telling you live on air without your absolute prior knowledge. <laughs> to see wow. you shit bricks live on the live stream. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, thank you. Time to get so. some uh, to some business. Congratulations again to Emil Ash or formerly Ash. It's just Emil. Yeah, it's just Emil, Emil yeah, just now. Emil. Uh, just Emil now. All right, uh, let's talk about some actual wrestling uh, that you know we actually all watch. Let's start with SmackDown. And Edge returned on SmackDown this past weekend. In announced niya that uh, with SmackDown being in his hometown of Toronto this weekend, he'd like to have a match. 
called out Sheamus, referenced yung history nila both in real life and the fact that in WWE, hindi pa sila uh, meet inside a ring. So he challenged Sheamus to a match. And in the days since that match was announced and confirmed for Toronto this weekend, there are rumors na lumabas that Edge might be having his last match in Toronto against Sheamus. So, uh sa ating nagulat na blindside because, you know, you would have expected that for a 25-year veteran like Edge, uh, with regard to his WWE run in itself, uh, he would have a big WrestleMania type of send-off. But um, apparently, if totoo nga tong rumors na lumalaganap, uh, this coming weekend SmackDown could be the last time we see Edge as an actual in-ring competitor. So, Emil, what are your thoughts about this? Nakagulat lang din eh, kasi uh, initially I thought, like months before, I think he cut a promo on a post-show Raw or post-Raw na he said he's planning to retire at SummerSlam, uh, nung SummerSlam just this past month, but it didn't happen. So I thought, oh, maybe he's gonna stay a little bit longer. He's gonna maybe extend to another WrestleMania next year. Pero, na, I, you know, all of these are... Baka rumors pa lang to. We still we are still not sure. I thought nga that uh, angle that they did on on SmackDown was probably a start of a program between uh, Sheamus and Edge. So uh, I'll believe it when I see it. But if it if it's true that he's retiring this weekend, uh, I am glad na he will get to retire on his own terms. Uh, uh, you know, uh, unlike nung first retirement yun, it was so out of nowhere na. Uh, you know, people like he didn't. He didn't prepare for his retirement. Like it was, uh, it was, it was out of the blue. So, and I'm also glad that at least he got a second run. And younger fans like me, na hindi na, hindi ko inabutan yung first run ni Edge. Younger fans like me got to see a chance to see him wrestle and uh, see why he's one of the best to ever do it. Igoro, mm-hmm. uh, you're an Edge head like me. How do you feel about this uh, blind side of an announcement? Or blindsided no, of a rumor. Uh, I'm not blindsided. He he did say that he wanted to retire last year in Toronto. He knew that there was a there was a Toronto show around this time. Uh, SummerSlam 2023 wasn't going to be in Toronto, Derv, because um, I think they pencil booked this uh, this Friday for Sma- uh, for for Toronto and Jumper. Obviously, uh, it's Friday, so you can't do SummerSlam on Friday. So I, I think it tracks. I just don't know why they didn't build up to it. I, I don't understand why. I, it lines up with what he wanted to do, what he said he wanted to do last year. But you get the They just did one week of hype leading up to this, uh, um, like Tony Conwood. So I think um, there might be uh, a red herring on the way. I feel like uh, they're actually building up to a match at payback. I also don't know if the payback, if there is a match at payback, that if that would be the final match, the edge. Would be weird because Shemper is not a big major event, but uh, he did say that you know he he just wanted to uh, get out of it in Toronto, and if if that happens, then it's what he wants, and that's let the man rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, question from Janelle in the chat: Kung totoo is there someone you wish he would have wrestled before hanging up the boots? Ikaw Emil. Christian, he was the only, he was the one that um, when I was thinking about the final match that Edge would have. I always thought it would be against his best friend Christian, and you know it's unfortunate na Christian went to another promotion, and it's not. Hindi naman sa impossible na mangyari, but it's kind of unlikely that it will happen. 
I mean, they've wrestled before, like when they were much younger. But I, I get what you mean. Uh, in this yeah. late stage of their career, uh, after both of them have beat the odds and come back from retirement, yes. Igaro, any dream edge opponent? Any dream edge opponent? I don't know. Um, he he's done everything. I don't know. Uh, I don't see him. He's already wrestled Brian Dennison as well, although not in a singles match. I think um, done Roman Reigns. Then uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Kenny Omega, fellow Canadian, maybe. I, I'd like to see what kind of match you could pull out of Kenny because uh, they're both uh, really good late game clutch wrestlers. So maybe that. Maybe that. Yeah, apparently Daniel Bryan and Edge have faced each other like 12 years ago. First, uh, tail end of first runny Edge. So there's that. Ah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sabini Babyface producer Jasper backstage. Jeff Hardy Rao. Late career oh, Jeff okay. Hardy versus late career Edge. Why? But why? <laughs> we have that rivalry, the banung late two thousands. Yeah, oh my, exactly, and that was already uh, that was Jeff like at his best, I think. Yeah, that was that was prime Jeff. Right? Hmm. si ano uh, si Angelo Quartero sabi niya Matt Hardy one last time. Do we really want to stoke those old feelings again? Uh, no, they're not. They're not. You know, you know. Obviously, they're both way moved on from Lita. Yeah. Separately, so they wouldn't have real beef. So that uh, that feud wouldn't have as much smoke as you think it might. Yeah. Don't see admin Angelo Sabirao, a new up and comer, missed opportunity. See Grayson. How is Grayson Waller a missed opportunity? I'd like to think that Edge actually put Grayson Waller over. Yeah. You don't need like a full on program. They they wrestled a great match. It was technically the main event of that episode because it was just a segment in the closing seg. Uh, it was just a segment towards the end of that episode. So as far as I'm concerned, I think Edge and Grayson Waller did their thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he and he did give Grayson Waller the rub then. Yeah. Eto maganda from Albert Dominic Dow to get him back for that low blow. Yeah. Oh no, they never followed that up. <laughs> I mean, they yeah, did. That, that's a good they one. They never had a match. Yeah. Yeah, I would have. I would have wanted to see Edge versus Dominic Mysterio. All right. Uh, moving on to more stuff from SmackDown. Jimmy Uso finally explained himself. Ito pinag-usapan natin to ng ng konte during the Pick of the Week stream. And uh, I gotta ask the chat: Were you satisfied with this explanation? Because uh, all three of us, we kind of have been able to flesh it out, deba. Right? And uh, you know, just for the benefit of those who uh, didn't get to catch him pick of the week episode, which we dropped yesterday, my takeaway from this is Jimmy still comes across as a heel, kahit na rooted in love yung intentions niya. Because he never gave his brother the chance to prove him wrong. Na hindi si Jay corrupt if he ever became tribal chief and the universal champion. So, because Jimmy still doesn't trust Jay, parang, ano yung sinasabi mo na, di ba, wala kang tiwala sa kapatid mo, wala kang tiwala sa kambal mo. So, heelish pa rin si Jimmy Uso dito. Uh, any any new thoughts for for you guys, Emil or Rose, since uh, the Pick of the Week stream? No. Uh, I'm still happy with it. Like, I still don't think uh, Jimmy is like a, a full heel. Um, again, as I mentioned, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, but uh, they're doing really well with the Shades of Grey here. Uh, pretty good stuff. I don't fully believe, I, I don't think anyone here fully believes. If you understand what's going on, you don't fully believe that uh, Jimmy was the bad guy. He was just, you know, caught up in a moment of, uh, moment of doubt and um, paranoia. Apparently, this time it is paranoia and the Usos. So yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yun yun. I still like it. Um, I 
it it again it gives uh, Jimmy a really human motivation, even though in yeah it's a little Machiavellian in its execution. But um, I my favorite part of this again is uh, Jay just flipping everyone off and just bouncing from WWE in the bloodline. Like, but uh, who wouldn't want to just leave after leave a whole toxic uh, environment and family situation? Especially after you made all that money anyway, You don't need this. You don't fucked up family members. Go my fucked up twin brother, my fucked up uh, younger brother, my fucked up cousin, and his fucked up wise man. And uh, I'm I'm happy for him. And I think that that was like one of the most human things that one can do, You know, nobody had to write Jay as uh, putting himself through all of that stuff, all of that toxicity. And when the time comes for them to bring Jay back, I'm sure they'll also find a great way to bring him back and make it make sense within um, within, his, within his character's motivation. So, yeah, um, I highly enjoyed it. Um, I understand again if most people don't, because hey, it's not a, it's not a good ending. Uh, it's not Jay Uso becoming WWE champion and becoming the tribal chief. I understand that gets gets good, but uh, for what it is, uh, for the kind of story I like to see. Uh, I think it delivered. It's just a matter of um, not getting what we want. Ikaw, Emil, what do you think about uh, this comment from Glendale? Sabi daw niya, Roman was right. Jimmy was pulling Jay down. Yeah. Mm, uh, I honest, I, I'm still, I still need to think about that statement. Kasi, pero ito yung parang weird, interesting thing na naisip ko lang just, just now. No? G- his reasoning, Jimmy's reasoning, reasoning to what he did is he didn't want Jay to become the tribal chief and you know uh, absorb all the corrupt powers that Roman have. But there was a promo um, m- months ago in which Jimmy, when he said, I don't know if it if this is complete accurate, but he said like uh, he's the tribal chief, see Jimmy. So yeah. <laughs> you know, you know yeah. so that's that is an interesting wrinkle to all of this. So maybe Glendale maybe has a point here. But uh, that still needs to be determined. Because as of right now, the reasoning of Jimmy is is that like he doesn't want Jay to be corrupted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maganda tong uh, bining up ni Ninong Derv, one of our patrons. Yung, uh, yung comment ni Jimmy na I am the tribal chief. Because uh, especially given the way that they've told this story, na they really call back to a lot of things that have been said and done throughout this entire arc. You kind of feel like nothing is said willy-nilly. So parang pag sinabi yun or pag ginawa yun, intentional yun. So ako, curious ako to see kung paano siya weave into the larger story because that that line could not have been thrown out there for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They could call back to it. They could not. Uh, I am not sure. You know, I, I like to say a lot of things, but uh, we can see. I think I do agree, though, that uh, I think the next feud is Jimmy versus Roman. Um, they did plant that seed because they did say in Roman, uh, you know, what, what Jimmy did had nothing to do with Roman. Right? And then yeah. he still was pretty clearly defying Roman. So that doesn't mean that he's back in the bloodline under them. Right? So I do think you knew Susanud. But um, for the bigger picture, I think it's also in Roman's best interest if they went back to having someone else outside of the whole story uh, chase after his championship. Because I think uh, despite my... Uh, like for it, you know, my liking for it. Uh, a lot of people still are kind of tired of the whole thing, and I think they would benefit from a change of scenery for now. Like, you can always come back to it, but, uh, 
it, it's always on it's always just on pause it's never you know done for good it's, it's not like jimmy uh jay rather has really quit the company so yeah uh naman din yan. i'm probably around royal rumble or wrestlemania season so let's do someone else uh there are so many other um possible contenders on um on smackdown right? like hell put la knight in there i don't know who cares <laughs> let's have something different i think um uh, I think people are raring then for a new story. I do. We did. We did have the whole bloodline thing for what the first eight months. Eight months of the year, <laughs> from Sammy to Cody and all that stuff. So yep. yeah, natin. Yeah, kumbaga uh, sa, could be time. Kumbaga sa, kumbaga sa TV show. This is like the the break. You know, they they, they need in order to you know. Then a few months later, they can you know they can begin the storyline again with the new uh, with, the, with the new plot possibly. I get it. I, I get that a lot of you are tired of uh, of the bloodline story being stretched out like this. Uh, but oh, the way I would want things to happen, it would be pretty cool if we still got that four-way at Survivor Series with an ooze in every corner. I think that would be a great way to end the calendar year. Because Survivor Series is essentially the final PLE of the calendar year. So I, I think it's a great way to just blow everything off. And then after that big four-way, maybe... Uh, they can all go back to their separate feuds, and maybe another new contender na hindi taka bloodline can resurface and face Roman um, after Survivor Series. But again, uh, we'll see what happens. Because ang dami pang pwede mangyari until uh, Survivor Series, for example. And right now, where we're only in mid-August. All right, uh, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk about stuff that happened on Raw. A lot of stuff that happened on Raw and Rey Mysterio's United States Championship win. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on the Pod Network. All right, uh, let's go to Raw where we got to flesh out or where we got to see Shinsuke Nakamura flesh out your motivations now, why he attacked Seth Rollins. So big shout out to HD subs over on Twitter. Kasi sila yung medyo masipag mag-translate ng mga promos na Asuka, Io Sky, and now Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, you know, we, we all wish diba, that the subtitles could be there live, but because it's a live program, medyo imposible yun. So uh, we just got to give credit to, to those people, those content creators na masipag to get the clips and then actually put subtitles. Kasi uh, what apparently, yung, yung promo ni Shinsuke, what it apparently means is that he wants to assert himself, he's fed up of everything and everyone, maybe even himself. So, gusto niyang malive out na yung true nature. So, I guess he was implying that he'd, he'd been held back, he'd been put in a little box, and it's time for the real Shinsuke Nakamura to, uh, to be exposed to the world. Tapos sinabi pa niya na kicking Seth in the head was the quickest way he could prove himself. Emil, are you satisfied with this? Oh, definitely. Um, I, am, I am satisfied with the way he presented himself on Raw. Um, very different from his first heel run, which I... Th- this is... Probably their chance to to rectify that because I didn't really like his his first heel run where low blow they, Nakamura, yeah low blow I didn't like that. Uh, but this one, this is a much more meaner, much more darker Shinsuke Nakamura, which I am all for. I'm all for this. Uh, maybe we will see a glimpse of the Nakamura that was uh, loved in in NJPW, and uh, and I'm glad that they're taking a step in the right direction here with. Making him a legit threat to Seth Rollins' uh, title ring. I did say that it was going to be, uh, and yeah, as Glendale said, I thought it was going to be the original King Strong style. Not the, not the guy who came over from New Japan who yeah. was practically a face because everyone, everyone loved him. But uh, the asshole who, you know, started becoming this overly flamboyant uh, version of Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury. And, you know, he 
stiff people in the face with his with his knee um, to to win championships and be the the greatest and IWGP Intercontinental Championship in the history of uh, NJPW. So I think that's what's coming back. And actually, I was waiting for him to outdress <laughs> Seth Rollins on Friday and on Monday, and that didn't happen. But I do think, and yeah, uh, he's been teasing it for a while. Like I said last week, I thought that. Uh, the whole thing with Champa was was the actual turn, but may it turn pa pala siya. So uh, expect it. Um, it actually it's up to him rather if he wants to exert all that effort into uh, becoming who he was like over a decade ago. So because uh, he's been you know he's been living out his best dreams as a uh, a late career wrestler. In the U.S., but he's made his he's made all this bones and money, being a hardcore, uh, really stiff, uh, poor res, uh, wrestler in Japan. So you do get to take a break. But um, if he's being given this ball, I do think uh, it's on him. Then I think he realizes that he has to go back to his old self. But I am not sure how long he can sustain that. Uh, it is pretty taxing. That's why I think he left the New Japan to. Try to make his luck here in the U.S. So, um, good luck is what I'm trying to say. Because hey, uh, a lot of people have been worn down from working in Japan, not just in NJPW, but in Japan in general. So, um, I w- I would like to see if he can channel that old self in Triple H's Raw and WWE. Yeah, if there's a way to go to that, uh, Triple H and Shinsuke and all the other agents can work together to uh, maybe water that style down a bit or make it more uh, or no, less. The thing is, it's already watered down. It's already watered down. That's why people have not been as high on Nakamura this entire WWE run outside of his debut NXT match with Sami Zayn. Uh, that match was the last vestige, I think, of the old NJPW Nakamura. That's why people loved it. But okay. If you haven't seen me yet, this is who I am. And then after that, it wasn't the same anymore. That's the problem. And yeah, um, it has been watered down. So I don't know if he can go back to um, the way he wrestled versus Muto uh, earlier this year, right? Uh, yeah. Can you do that? And can you do that every week? Can you do that every month? Um, every month, yeah, before. But now, can you still do that? So uh, that's what I would like to see. Because it really has been different. I don't think it's different in a bad way, but... It is different, and it's not the Nakamura that Triple H originally signed to NXT. Uh, people here in the chat are asking, "Kani magiging heel theme ni Shinsuke? If, uh, it's gonna be subconscious, yung theme niya in New Japan, or uh, the heel theme that he uh, went out to back in the late 2010s?" Um, w- what do you guys think? Because oh, my vote would be Lil Uzi Vert. Like it has to be that yeah. song. Same, it has to be Uzi. <laughs> you gotta make. You gotta make a no. You gotta make. Uh, you gotta take advantage of the of the current mainstream thing. I mean, yeah. like. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, the, the the old song was nice, but this new one is pretty cool too. Like uh, I know that not everyone likes trap and hip hop. The current hip hop, then, but it's big and um, Shemper, I think that that's gonna pull in some mainstream audiences because. They'd hear the cool song and the cool theme and decide to check it out. And who knows? You might convert a new fan. Yeah. Uh, Glendale's asking, do you think this Shinsuke Nakamura needs a heel manager? I don't think so. No. I think he's fine no. on his own. Like, we, we were able to wait a day for the HD subs uh, Twitter account. No, hmm. no as well. He's, yeah. he's fine without a manager. Yeah. I don't. He doesn't need it. 
just has yeah. to be badass. Yeah, I mean, I don't ask it didn't need a manager, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when, when she dominated in NXT, she just had to kick ass, and that, that's that's what Nakamura has to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of the Japanese stars, who have come over, right? Nakamura, Asuka, Io, they just are. They don't need managers. They just are. All right, uh, let's move on to the women's tag team division. And there are posts since Sonya Deville's injury na cursed daw yung women's tag team championship because someone always gets injured, the titles have to be vacated and all of that. And now we're seeing that Chelsea Green has at least held on to both championships in light of Sonya Deville uh, being sidelined with that ACL injury. And then uh, I, I actually like what they did here where Chelsea had been posting on social media. Merchant Chelsea's got talent na pakulo. Uh, she was taking applications. And then Piper Niven comes from off screen, takes the belt, and basically declares herself Chelsea's new tag team championship partner. Emil, what do you think of this direction they're taking? Um, I like it. Uh, you know, again, vac- vacating the titles again would be... That would destroy all the momentum that Chelsea Green has been uh, has been having in the last few months. Cause say she's she's on a stride there. She's she's been on this on this great run uh, all the way to winning the tag team championship. So, championship. So I like it. I would like it if you know maybe this is just you know something crazy. Na what if each and every week or each and every couple of weeks there's a different partner now. <laughs> it's a different tag team partner. <laughs> We're all tag team partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, might as just well. Then, until, wait, siguro until Sonya, Sonya gets healed. So, why not? Just, you know, maybe a crazy idea. It might just, might just work. Oh, well, can you, can you get through Piper Niven at this point? Okay. If you yeah. were a woman in the women's division, you wanted to be, you wanted to be uh, Chelsea Green's new tag team partner. Guy, mo bantapatan si Piper Niven. Good luck with that. Uh, quick thoughts on Lacey Evans leaving WWE. Uh, goodbye. Sorry, I ain't gonna miss you. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't gonna miss you. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with Piper. Uh, I'm a big Piper Niven fan. Um, if you guys haven't seen all the Piper Niven stuff on NXT UK, uh, you're missing out. Uh, yep. Piper Niven is essentially what Nia Jax wants to be or should be, but is not for whatever reason. Uh, Piper Niven is uh, one of the best big women um, wrestlers that they have in the whole history, I think. And it is due for no, it, I think she is due for her time, even though it did come in a in a weird way. Uh, you just walk up and demand that you be the new tag team partner of a vacant tag team uh, champion team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Um, I do agree with it. I, I don't. I nakakaumay naren to have it uh, to have the belts be vacated again or to yeah. be uh, to be lost again. It has just come off of a bad stretch. So. Okay, that they thought of this. I think nobody would mind, really. Uh, I don't know what the curse is. I, I'm trying to figure out uh, a physiological uh, reason why it's happening to women. Can't just be the. I don't think it's just the 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 stress of the schedule in WWE. I, I don't think it's that. So, but it also is some sort of freak thing. So I'm I'm trying to figure out why them, why the the tag team champions are the ones getting the bad luck. So. I don't know. I'll think about it and I'll, I'll find out what I can find out. 
I mean, I highly doubt that the championships were placed over some mythological creature, diba? Na sinumpa ako sino man yung may hawak ng championships. <laughs> like, if you subscribe to Filipino mythology, diba? I don't think that happened. I don't think said mythological creatures exist over in the States. Um, but, you know, to go back here to some of the comments, ito si our friend Mon, the man who dunked on the league, uh, with regard to Piper just grabbing the title and declaring herself co-champion, Adam Pierce couldn't stop Piper Niven. So, kung kayo kaya, di ba? You have Piper Niven in front of you and she does that. Makakaindi ka ba? Di ba? Masisindak ka eh. Tsaka, tsaka though, Adam Pierce thing was to shut, uh, to shut Chelsea up, di ba? The story yep. was yeah. Chelsea is being the Karen. So, uh, because Piper Niven was the only person who could shut Chelsea up and impose herself, di ba? Hindi go si Adam Pierce dun. Yes, logic. Uh, Albert asks, is this a new reign for Chelsea? So according to the Wikipedia page on the Women's Tag Team Championship reigns, continuation daw to ng original reign of Chelsea Green and Sonia De- uh, Deville, but they ended Sonia Deville's reign at 28 days when she had to relinquish her half of the championships. And then when Piper Niven took her half, dun start yung reign ni Piper. So technically, hindi synchronous yung reign ni na, uh, Chelsea and Piper Niven. Yeah. So I hope that clears things up. <laughs> Ganun talaga. Uh, I know. <laughs> oh well. But it's a better it be like that than vacating yeah. the champion. The vaca- yes, yeah. Yeah. I, I think everybody's happy aside from uh, people who are getting all riled up by the technicality of it all, which is such a minor detail at this point. Moving on, let's go back to SmackDown here. Rey Mysterio is now your United States champion. And uh, what did you think of this? Because uh, people are saying that it was because of the Rey and uh, Escobar match that they had to call off. Uh, and then reports came out saying that it was a worked injury. So did you see this as a course correction? Let's start with you, Ro. Uh, it's not a worked injury. Uh, Rey really was injured, it turns out. Uh, initial reports, or I think initial prediction, prediction, the SRS. Um, it really was a whiplash. They really had to do that. Uh, but Santos was still supposed to go over. So uh, whether or not he was injured at that match, Santos was still going to win. So I don't understand why they did the bait and switch for Santos, uh, for Ray rather. Um, it might, I guess, have something to do with Dom being the NXT North American champion. But I don't know. Maybe... Austin Theory is punished for something, but at the same time, if he was, why isn't Santos the guy to do it, right? So, it's it's strange. Um, I'm not mad at it, but I know some people, I, I know one ASH who might be mad at it. But, uh, <laughs> but since he's I not here, he can't dish out the hot take. <laughs> no, let's give, let's give his hot take. I, I think there is something to it. I think there is a, a kernel of um, justification to it. Again, that's... Uh, uh, let's, let's, let's go into Rowan's feelings about this because he's not here. He pinapasabi niya sa amin para sa inyo. He thinks that uh, it's weird that the new Rey Mysterio, which is to say the new Latin American star for uh, the WWE, is still Rey Mysterio, even though you have a Santos Escobar who is not a spring chicken. Uh, it has to be said. Uh, you have um, all the other Latino stars that have come and gone, but the the peop- the person they still turn to is one Rey Mysterio. Um, in this regard, there is a point. Uh, it could have been Santos. It should have been Santos, but it wasn't Santos. So I agree with that part. Um, but the jury is out because all those other examples about the other quote-unquote new Rey Mysterios or next Rey Mysterios was done under the, the watchful eye of one Vince McMahon. Right? So... 
um, he never really knew what to do with all those other guys. Because uh, Rey Mysterio got over on his own because he was also a hot product. Um, you know, he was also a legacy pedigree star coming in from his his time in WCW, his time in ECW, right? Uh, it's not like he's coming in uh, totally fresh and blank in the minds of people. So when you have that kind of uh, cash with the crowd, with the audience, you don't have to work as much. Um, you don't have to work as much into as much into you know making him, making him a big deal. He's always just going to be a big deal. With the others like Sin Cara, like uh, Kalisto, uh, Alberto Del Rio, even um, all the other guys, uh, I think he just fumbled that because he didn't really know how to book uh, Latin American star. He didn't know what to do with him. He, he didn't allow them to get opportunities to um, form those connections with the crowd like Ray was able to do really quickly. Champion me cruiserweight championship So yep. it's not fair to compare all of that, all of those failed experiments with uh, what's happening now. And I think again, like with all things, uh, you do have to let it play out and see where they are going. Like Champre again, uh, Ray did win uh, in place of Santos. Maybe there's a bigger plan for Santos in place. Maybe uh, there's a, an LWO split. Like uh, one of so many other splits happening right now. <laughs> so um, yeah, do we really need I another think... faction splitting up over the U.S. Championship <laughs> of all things? Exactly. <laughs> so we don't know that yet. So hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, yeah, Pau is right. Dom is still the bigger championship. Bigger, bigger champion because uh, he is the North American champion and apparently Canada is part of North America. So who, who would have known? Would have thought that. Um uh, <laughs> But yeah, I don't think uh, the whole the next Ray is still Ray argument holds right now. I think there is still something to to wait for. So uh, Rowan is, I think, half justified in feeling that way. But uh, it's all a matter of waiting and seeing because the story doesn't end after one chapter. <laughs> Again, yeah. like I said, nung nung, nung uh, picks of the week episode, it's not over after just this one thing. Mm-hmm. Ikaw, Emil. Um. Uh. It was time to end the theory, uh, the title reign of Austin Theory, because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it has peaked. It has peaked. No, I think Mania. That it, it peaked. No Mania, and then uh, I thought he was gonna get the rub from Cena, but I don't know what happened. Uh, he uh, disappeared off the face of the earth after that. But it was weird for me that Ray won because Santos was the one who won the tournament, 
And even though nangyari yung match where Ray got injured, he was the one who was uh, written to go to go over. So in a way, he, like they're they're pensing in Santos to win the title, but I don't know what happened in between that. So maybe the only way I can make sense of this is again we don't want to have another split. We don't, we don't have to. We don't have. We don't want to have another faction splitting, but that's the only way I could make sense of this. Like, if they're gonna write a story in which uh, there's gonna be a dissolution to the LWO, you know. But aside from that, it's just weird all around. Yeah, uh, I, I'm willing to wait it out as well because you know, uh, they just started telling this story. Now, okay, uh, Santos got taken out by uh, by Austin Theory, so Ray came in with the save and then won the US Championship for the LWO. Uh, there's also the built-in tension given that Dominic is the North American champion, so that's probably going to affect things for for Ray and his championship then. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Uh, as Rose said, the story is, is still being told. Right, uh, one more main roster thing here for the WWE's end, and that is JD McDonough being eased into the Judgment Day. And they've been working on this for the past few weeks, mostly backstage segments. But now it's the first time that JD was actually in the ring with the entire faction. So, uh, Emil, did you like how JD is being fit into the bigger JD? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's time to do it. Because ever since the draft, we have been waiting for this to happen, for JD to get involved with the JD, with the Judgment Day. Um, so I like the steps that they're taking it. Like, they're not the... Re, Damien, Rhea, and Dom are not really receptive to JD. Right? The only person who, you know, who is who's allied with JD is Finn. You know, so that is something that they still... That we are still in a wait-and-see mode. What What's gonna happen with that? Is JD gonna be... Uh, is JD replacing someone in, judge, in the Judgment Day? Or... Is this maybe uh, just a red herring and JD uh, McDonough is going after the Judgment Day? So, uh, so this is going to be a nice story uh, in the next few weeks or few months to follow. The more I think about it, the, m- the more I look at this picture, actually. Parang mas okay na Finn just leaves the Judgment Day, teams with JD, uh, since, they're, since they're literally uh, mentor-mentee. And yeah. um, Damien Priest takes over the leadership of Judgment Day. I, I think J, I think Damien has been showing them that he can actually actually lead the Judgment Day. Parang it's not um, it's not weird to see him be the face of the Judgment Day. So parang okay yun sa akin. Uh, but at the same time, uh, if we're to believe rumors that JD is being slotted for JD, uh, let's just call him Makdo. Makdo is being um, slotted for JD. <laughs> Maybe either Makdo is trying to replace Finn or trying to replace Damien. So I don't know how Dom and Rhea would also turn against Damien. I guess if they do something stupid, I don't know. If he does something stupid and then they don't like it. So uh, maybe that's how. But I, I like this. Um, I like the, the way they're, they're making or they're making Damien look like a bigger deal. Than he was like a few months before, before he even won the the money in the bank. So, uh, I think this is the way then for Damien to be uh, an acceptable quote unquote um, money and uh, eventual world champion off of money in the bank. 
Yeah, uh, I see two things happening here. Nah, uh, you know, one of them is kind of predictable. Nah, this paves the way for Damien Priest's face turn, which I think would be great, but right? because after everything that Damien Priest has gone through over the last year plus, uh, if you know, with, with the popularity of the Judgment Day and Damien Priest's own stock rising, I think he could be set up for a huge face turn um, in the coming months, maybe at the start of 2024. But the other thing that na nakikita ko rito, which could be interesting, is. If Finn gets karma for what he did to Edge when the Judgment Day first started, uh, so yeah, JD yeah. takes Finn's place, and then <laughs> Finn gets to feel what Edge felt way back when. So that's probably not in anybody's bingo card, but that's a nice little wrinkle to the whole Finn Balor arc, and maybe it could also open the door for a Finn Balor redemption story. Parang ano? Parang bullet. Parang bullet club lang eh. Like the leader always gets replaced by someone, <laughs> someone new. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, how apropos? But I don't want JD. I don't want Makdo to lead Judgment Day. You know, he doesn't I, I have to. Damien leads the Judgment yeah, Day. Damien, okay. Yeah. No, because no, the event. Yung when you to the bullet club uh, analogy. Um, when somebody kick, gets kicked out, the person kicking them out becomes a new leader, or it usually ends up happening that way. Diba? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the WWE, so you don't have to follow the Bullet Club uh, template of doing things. Right. Sure, sure. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, lang, ko lang right now as we were having the conversation, and as I looked at that photo of the Judgment Day sans Finn, but with JD in there, diba? it could be uh, it could be foreshadowing or something. I don't know, <laughs> or it saka, could just be uh, a very nice picture that they posted online. <laughs> saka ano, with the Bloodline story. Getting a break in the next few weeks or, or possibly Dana. months. <laughs> this is gonna be the main story uh, in WWE: the Judgment Day and you know, JD McDonough entering the scene. All right. Oh, one last thing. Sorry. Oh, sorry. One last go, thing. go, go, go. Uh, I think this whole story proves that in the Triple H regime, um, even if you know Vince is still hovering in the shadows somewhere, I think that if you have a favorite wrestler and they're pretty good and they're not being used right now. Uh, you could just wait. But you can wait for a And then eventually, Triple H will get around to them. Um, it's, ha- it's happening now with uh, Makdo. It's happening now with Indy Hartwell, Candice Shinsuke. Uh, Shinsuke, yeah. So everyone in this, uh, in this current regime gets a turn. It's not like before in a, you never know when Vince is going to come around to them, <laughs> if he's going to come around to them at all. So um, I just want all of you guys to remember that. Because hey, I know some of you may not like that this or that favorite wrestler is sitting out, is on the bench. But, uh, you know, uh, everyone has a time in the sign, has yeah. a place in the sign. In Triple H, we trust. And with that, we'll take another break. When we come back, we have some backstage drama to unpack. And, of course, it's all based on the rumors that have come out from the previous week over on AEW. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on the Pod Network. All right. Uh, do you want to answer this one from Glendale, who's asking about our thoughts on the uh, rumor that Triple H might not be part of the Endeavor Board of Directors or the TKO Board of Directors? I don't know. I mean, the Board of Directors isn't really, to me, uh, to me as a wrestling fan, as a WWE fan, the bigger thing to me is as long as you're still holding the book in creative, um, that's what matters most. Um, so anyone else is always going to be like the more powerful person. As long as they keep you. Let's say, uh, if I were the new board, I would keep I would keep Triple H because he's he's pulling the money, he's he's drawing the money, he's he's making uh, historic big events um, in cities they go to. Uh, every now and then, you hear the report now. Oh, this or that Raw or SmackDown was the biggest gate in the history of this uh, of this venue. Right? So, uh, if you can see that Triple H is 
doing the work and pulling in the money that you always want, as everything is about the money, then why would I uh, don't replace him? And that's the most important part. Um, maybe Vince is going to wrangle his way back into creative, but I think even he, if he really likes money, even he would see the, the wisdom in stepping back and staying stepped back. Mm hmm. All right, let's uh, cross over to AEW and talk about some of the backstage rumors na uh, nakita, napansin, narinig natin over the week. Uh, most of them revolve around CM Punk. Uh, so the first one, well, this is not a rumor kasi vinidio to ng mga tao in attendance at the collision taping. Uh, CM Punk cut a promo after the show went off the air on Hangman Page. Uh, <clears throat> ang sabi-sabi daw is that he got triggered by uh, a sign na parang Hangman was right or it's Hangman Country or something kasi they're in Greensboro uh, where Hangman reportedly lives. So, meron the rumors na parang Hangman Dao was supposed to be in the arena to shoot a segment and then he got sent home. So, that's a rumor. Uh, yung sinasabi lang ng mga tao backstage that uh, Punk felt na he could probably talk about Hangman because he's not legally restricted from mentioning Hangman whereas he's legally bound from talking about sina Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks following the events of All Out last year. Uh, there was another report na lumabas na uh, CM Punk reportedly sent Matt Hardy and Ethan Page home uh, from Collision kasi dapat daw part sila ng Collision taping and then uh, things changed. There was another uh, rumor na there was an argument between CM Punk and Jack Perry kasi daw si Jack Perry uh, gusto raw gumamit ng real glass in a pre-recorded segment. So uh, some people said raw na and then that rumor changed. Apparently, he got mad at Jack Perry for uh, for the guy wanting to take a break next week or the next few weeks because it's bad for business now, even though he's not even booked for uh, for All In, right? Yeah. So there's that. Uh, there was also the the rumor that Angelo Quartero is mentioning in the comments uh, re- revolving around Ryan Nemeth, yung kapatid ni Dolph Ziggler. Na Ryan Nemeth tweeted out something along the lines of CM Punk being, quote, the, literally the softest man alive, and then Punk took exception to it. So uh, Ryan Nemeth is no longer part of Collision or something like that. And then there was this rumor then about Christopher Daniels being involved, na pati si Christopher Daniels eh pina away from the Collision taping uh, because... Uh, CM Punk doesn't take too kindly to Christopher Daniels. Again, following the events of All Out, where ang sabi-sabi is that Christopher Daniels was one of the people who was uh, trying to break apart the brawl. And siguro, uh, Punk must have felt, di natin alam, na kapi sa elite, di ba? Kasi they're all no, EVPs the, the thing, of the, the company. The context, the, the context there was, if A-Steel was not going to be allowed to, to be at tapings, to be at shows, then Christopher Daniels, as another agent, should also not be allowed. Yun yung sabi-sabi. Right. Uh, one thing to note about A Steel na lumabas din off a Fightful Select report earlier is that he's not allowed at the shows because he's considered an insurance risk. So that's that's kind of weird. Um, you, the wording is that his contract runs through fall of next year and allows him to seek work outside of AEW. And you know, he can't be present at AEW shows because he's considered an insurance risk following the events of All Out. So there, and dami nang yare. Ro, where do you want to start here? Uh, I mean. I've I've made, I've made my feelings about CM Punk felt a long time ago. I mean, like this is worse. Um, Jasper in the comments says uh, CM Punk is being a literal TNA Hulk Hogan. Uh, before I start for that, I, I would like to preface that I was in a Zoom call with Carlo Cannon the other day, and he said that to keep all our uh, wrestling industry opinions private because uh, you know you never know who you're gonna work with. But at this point, I'm too far gone. <laughs> I mean, like I've been doing this for more than a decade, so. Uh, 
punk's not gonna work with me <laughs> so it's all good already burned one bridge with a wrestler that's all good uh anyway um it's it sucks uh the thing about punk being a literal hulk hogan uh gets to have all this backstage power and gets to run the show backstage quote unquote it's all bad we've, we've seen this happen before um, I'm sure Punk is gonna fire back at these rumors because whenever somebody says bad shit about him, he's gonna he's gonna use his platform to fire back. So f- for sure, Mirada on collision this uh, this this Saturday, Sunday. So you can expect that. Um, well, I think what he says, uh, depending on what he says, uh, I think that will prove or disprove some or, some or all of these rumors. About, um, I don't know. Uh, I think at this point, we all know that punk is super toxic. Um, the fact that these things are being brought up, remember, they have to be rooted in truth somewhere. Even if they're not the whole truth, maybe, even if we don't know what the whole truth is, um, these things don't just happen out of nowhere. They don't just emerge from the ether out of nowhere. So because uh, I don't, consider them as fully false even if they're not fully true if that makes sense uh so all of that shows that punk is really super toxic and again tk is letting all of this happen because main investment thing right? uh collision is getting good reviews from a good part of the the wrestling fandom because it's different because it's punk's boys club and girls club um because they are the ones running the show, they get to uh, keep it within their family and then ensure a certain level of quality to the matches. So it's like a dictatorship. But whether or not it's a benevolent is up to you and where you stand with punk. <laughs> so I don't like it. Um, history has told us that these things aren't sustainable. WCW has told us these things aren't sustainable. Um I've also had first-hand experience that says that um, this is at least a recipe for disaster. So uh, it's not a good look. And the fact it sucks that um, the trade-off is you get a good product in collision. And a lot of people are willing to overlook this, overlook this behavior and this environment, even if it's not true that it's all his behavior. They, they're willing to turn a blind eye just because the wrestling is good. I get that. I'm, I, it's, I'm not innocent of that either when it comes to other people to other artists and celebrities but uh, it just sucks um i guess i can't cast <clears throat> that stone because i've done it myself but uh, at some point i think this will eventually again torpedo the 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 company somehow and i think tony khan shouldn't keep tempting fate here all right you got emil in your first <sighs> official show as a show host are you going to go on a rant here? <laughs> um, first of all, I am tired of all this CM Punk drama. It, it has gotten so bad for me. Na, I know there's algorithm thing on, on Twitter, but there's more tweets about Punk rather than the actual AEW in-ring product, which is bad. But it's not for you. It's not following. That's my fault, I guess. But yun yun what's going on with me. And... and you know, uh, who? Because ani ang boss dito si TK. Bas na inis ako kay Tony Khan actually than CM Punk because he's the one who's letting this all happen and you know he's letting Punk get away with it without any some sort of accountability or, or 
maybe little accountability whatsoever. Kasi, ani, you're the boss. Do something. Like, if you're seeing that the the backstage uh, climate isn't that good, then he should do something about it because he's the boss. You know? Who, who the hell Punk thinks he is? is? Is he the boss? Is he the one paying these wrestlers? Now he can be the one sending them home or something? You know? So, you know, TK, I've been saying this ever since last year. TK has to put his foot down and be the boss for once. If he's the boss for everyone else, then Punk should not be an exception, even though he's one of the stars. He should not be an exception. I hate to break it to you, but that it's not always like that, right? Some some yeah. uh, animals will yeah. always be more equal than others. Yeah. I just wanted to address Ina. She, she says that sometimes wrestling journalism gets out of control. That's why I said what I said. Now, even if this isn't, this isn't completely 100% true that what we're hearing, um, it's also not 100% false. Because that's it. There are people who are going to be able to do So uh, I'm willing to believe that you know, part of it is true, and the part we want to be true is true. Because otherwise, then why bring it up in the first place? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Uh, why, why, why is it a rumor that is out in the wild in the first place? Because if it wasn't, then we wouldn't. I think nobody would get it out. All, all I'm gonna say about it, other than having recapped everything in bullet points at the start of this conversation, is nah, something Emil said kanina. Nah, you know, there's a lot of talk about with regard to the in-ring product of AEW. And it's a shame that uh, this has to take precedence over it. Because it's also a disservice to the guys and girls who yeah. are busting their, their tails out there for our entertainment. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I feel like this is, a tick- this is a ticking time bomb. Like this is only a start of something worse that's going to happen. And uh, DK needs to do something before it can get to that toxic level of, 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 of things. Yeah, that's why I said it's gonna be it's gonna torpedo the company eventually. I say uh, it really is high school drama. <laughs> like it's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, it, it's not to say that it's the only high school drama in town, but it's the the biggest one right now. I say uh, it's a whole bunch of egos being left unchecked. And when you leave CM Punk unchecked, then whether or not these things are true, he will still be the same uh, kind of asshole that he's uh, proudly showing himself to be. Ito, like, no, question. I have a question. Kasi, is AW being young? Like, kasi, mas na, yung mga journalists, mas, they go more, you know, parang, mas madaling kumalat yung mga backstage news sa AW. Is this something because AW is such a young company compared to WWE where it's a corporation and maybe bad news doesn't no. get out as, no. as much as, yeah. Back in the day, before you were a wrestling fan, I, I heard all the bad stuff. Diba? Uh, oh, okay. And then, Champere, all the documentaries, all the dark side of the rings have shown us that even before, even when WWE was quote unquote young, uh, there was a lot of this bad behavior already. So it's not a matter of being young. Um, it's not a matter of journalism as well, because the journalists have also managed to get stuff out from WWE before. Okay. So, it's really a matter of them not controlling themselves and I guess not having a strong structure in place to. Figure shit out, <laughs> and you know, enforce professionalism. So, yun lang. Yun yung yun yung sad part about it. Because yeah, it holds so much promise for a lot of people, but then um, the the backstage environment isn't all that. Whether or not it's CM Punk's fault, diba? So, um, it's a story I've heard too many times throughout this industry. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, we're going to cap it there before we uh, burn even more bridges in the wonderful world of <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, we've got the audio-only version coming up on Spotify and wherever you get your podcast. That'll feature uh, bonus conversations on Chris Jericho's decision with regard to the Don Callis family, the feud with Will Ospreay. Uh, Mustafa Ali is going to get some love on the podcast because we are fans of Mustafa Ali, as you can see from Rose's background here uh, on the call. And we'll also give you our thoughts on NXT Heatwave, particularly that big NXT championship match between Carmelo Hayes and Wesley. Let me talk to you! This is the audio-only part of the podcast for bonus conversations that didn't make the stream. And uh, we've got a couple of topics from NXT and one from AEW. Uh, Let's start with the NXT Championship match that we're getting as the main event of NXT Heatwave next Wednesday, Manila time. And that's Carmelo Hayes versus Wesley for the NXT Championship. And they've been building up to this in a sense now. Wesley has been seen to, to have a chip on his shoulder ever since he lost in North American Championship. And he's uh, to go after Melo now. And all night long, he'd been bothering Carmelo Hayes. But he Melo, no, go defeat Dijak first. So he goes and defeats Dijak, uh, a match they'd set up the week prior. And then uh, Wesley actually took the table that Carmelo <laughs> Hayes was signing Prince on and brought it out to the ring for the contract signing. So I thought that was pretty fun. And they had a nice little sagutan where they referenced their history. Melo also was very self-aware about how he used to be a heel and how different he was as a champion. So I thought that you know, the promos and everything that went into it were very uh, well-constructed and well-said. And my favorite part about everything was how uh, Carmelo Hayes punctuated that promo exchange by quoting Waterfalls by TLC. And the best part is, he actually stuck to the true meaning of the song, which was a warning. Right? Uh, don't go chasing these dreams that you can't reach without realizing the consequences they may have on you. So I thought that was brilliant. Uh, another uh, great way of Carmelo Hayes just uh, weaving black culture onto NXT. And uh, it just really seamlessly fit into their story that they're telling. So, uh, my predictions ba kayo? Uh, is it going to be Melo still being champion? Or does, does Wes actually unseat Melo on a non-pay-per-view event? No, I don't think it's going to be uh, Wes beating Melo. Although I do think that's going to be the next feud because I don't think they have anything else, especially after Ilya lost. So, um, this is just part one of the whole thing. So, th- it's, not, you know, it's not to say that they're not going to be having a good match it's just that um they're gonna uh Melo's gonna win and then uh that's gonna lead to a better match to a bigger match at no mercy mm-hmm. yeah uh, does uh, someone have to turn heel here no i don't think so uh i mean although it is the next <laughs> it's, it's a it's a back-to-back face versus face matchup i don't think west should or could even be passable as a heel same, uh, must my edge lang si Wesley, you know, pero, um, I think also Melo's gonna retain, Melo's gonna retain the title, uh, and then I, th- I don't think this, this feud is only a one match feud. This is gonna go on until, you know, no mercy or possibly even longer. All right. Uh, so everybody on the podcast predicts that Melo is going to retain at Heatwave next week. Other stuff that went on, uh, on NXT we like, uh, Mustafa Ali actually getting a chance to do the whole political campaign gimmick. Uh, For those of you who've been following Mustafa Ali on social media, maybe you've noticed that uh, he posted some vignettes that he'd shot that never made it to TV. 
So that's that's his way of just trying anything that sticks, trying to get TV time. And uh, the reason why this political campaign promo that aired on NXT is familiar is because he actually did this for the United States Championship when he was going after that title, I believe, last year, Nung Hell in a Cell. So uh, it's great that uh, WWE finally took notice of this, that they actually produced this this for, for TV. And uh, this is a gimmick that Mustafa Ali has been wanting to do. And the way that he framed yung grievances niya with the North American Championship, with Wesley being the former champion, with Dominic Mysterio being the current champion, I thought it was another nice addition to the very layered Mustafa Ali character. Yeah, I like it a lot. Because, you know... Um... Ali has shown that he is a good creative mind, although parang it's not like the best, uh, the best execution I've ever seen. Like uh, Ali is a good talker, but I think he still needs to work on the gimmick. It's a, it's a nice, um, it's a nice thing to get into. You know, uh, he finally has something for him that distinguishable. Um, even though this is like the third gimmick he's been in this year, I think. Uh, first, it was a toxic positivity one, and then um, uh, Arabian underdog or Middle Eastern underdog, and then this. Um, he can make it work, money. I just think um, this particular one needs a lot of work because uh, it's uh, a bigger character than the previous ones, even the retribution character. So um, I like where it's going. I hope that he, you know, does a lot more with it as well. Like I say, um, you do have to be a certain way to be a politician-like character. And um, you have to change a lot of yourself then to really make it work. So I'm hoping, I mean, I, don't know, I know he's good. He can do this, but I'm hoping he goes all the way with it. You know, he is actually a good actor. He's a good wrestling character and he can do whatever you need him to. No, same thoughts. Um, like, yeah, Ali's a, Ali's a great, uh, great wrestler, but this is what his, uh, third gimmick now, I know this year. And there's a reason why the other, the other gimmicks has, uh, so, um, this, uh, make, Mustafa Ali great again gimmick. Uh, he, you know, if he's gonna put effort into it, this could probably be the gimmick that stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but I think na marunong naman umarte si Mustafa Ali, so I I do believe na uh, he'll be able to flesh this out even more. So uh, let's see what he does with this at Heatwave or in the coming weeks. All right, uh, let's close things out here with the latest development in the Chris Jericho story. So uh, we thought he was going to join the Don Callis family and then he decided na he didn't want to uh, join the Don Callis family after he saw yung, uh, yung parang painting na nakatago or nakakloak in the ring, right? So he realized na Don Callis was actually swerving him and that he wasn't swerving Don Callis or anyone. So uh, that was an unexpected twist, I guess. Uh, it re- uh, reminded me of the Festival of Friendship, especially with another visual cue that would lead to the shocked Jericho face. <laughs> I don't know if you guys uh, felt that, but I saw shades of the Festival of Friendship right there. And uh, it all led to Will Ospreay returning to AEW TV, attacking Chris Jericho, and uh, finally letting the seeds blossom into the all-in match between Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay. So, uh, Ro, how, how do you feel about how this all came together? I was highly sports entertained by the whole thing. Um, Jericho is a good actor. He's a master of drama. So on his part, he 
I know he could carry this out. And Don Callis is also a good smarmy character then. And the way they wrote this, uh, first, na, na sira yung prediction ko na uh, Jericho would turn against um, the Callis family because he, you know, heard everyone say their piece about him and yeah. um, dissolve the JAS in the process. So I thought he was going to turn against that and, you know, do Tony Khan things that uh, you think this is going to happen and it doesn't happen at all. So it was funny that... Uh, he joined and then um he also said that he didn't want to uh bring back the JAS. So I thought that that was a fun take on his character. And he decided that he wanted to be selfish again and be the the real asshole he was meant to be. And then it was even better when they revealed the painting, which was pretty funny because uh I didn't I, I that wasn't what I was expecting at all. So <laughs> I was totally swerved by what the painting was. And now that it, now that we all put it together, now it turns out that Don Callis was gonna was gonna swerve him because he didn't think Jericho was gonna join him and it was gonna spurn him. Um, and then he was waiting for Osprey to come in. You know, he had Osprey in the wings, waiting to jump him because he thought that Jericho was gonna spurn him. That was pretty funny as well. And I like that particular bit of um, storytelling because they uh, when we saw the Osprey versus Omega match from Forbidden Door. Uh we didn't know why uh we didn't know why uh Don Callis was helping him other than the fact that um he was feuding versus Kenny at the time. Right? So now that particular seed is grown here and it makes sense. Now Callis does something for Will and now Will does something for Callis. So um Nice piece of storytelling. I still don't know if I would ascribe that to Tony Khan, but it is pretty. Uh, you know, when you when you are watching from week to week, um, you get rewarded by uh, things like that. Jepre, it it gives you the happiness and satisfaction of being a wrestling fan. Nah, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just refreshing, I guess. Na hindi nang talaga si Kenny Omega yung kalaban ni Don Callis. Uh, yeah. But also kind of weird that Don Callis seems to want to keep going after the Winnipeg guys. He did want Jericho to be, you know, part of the family. He just no, didn't the, think. But the idea was to spurn him. So no, he was already he was already gonna go off with Jericho. Tapos ayon yung pagita yung painting. So he was. He this, the idea to, of spurning him was in the event that he would have said no, which he was expecting. Okay, so I I actually thought na it was really a swerve meant no, to, no, no, to play no, out that way. No. So mali pala I, I think I think I think Will jumping him was in case Jericho said no. So insurance kaya, plan yeah, kaya, see kaya, Will kaya, he didn't want Jericho to see the painting. He was trying to he was trying to get him uh, away from the painting as fast as he could. Yeah. 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 Uh, but like who does that? Who prepares a painting of you holding the severed head of the person you're trying to recruit? I think no, I, I think uh it was actually pretty self-aware of Don. Because last week when they did the segment uh where Jericho said he was gonna save his decision for next week, for this week, uh that was to me a telegraph that he would go back to the JAS. So um the fact that Don thought that was a telegraph that he was gonna go back to the JAS was also pretty smart. Because now uh, you are not a dumb character in a story, in a wrestling storyline. <laughs> yeah, like the stereotypical character who's just waiting for an answer. No, uh, uh, did not did not use the prior week to come up uh, with like a backup plan or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Emil, do you think that Osprey versus Jericho is a dream match? Uh yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of Osprey and the Prince, though, uh, 
I gotta give credit to him. Like he just came from a very grueling G1 schedule and right away he flew to the you know to the US to do this angle and this match at all in. So props to him. And I'm second, I'm now convinced that NJPW Osprey is not canon in AEW because his character right now in New Japan is so different. He's a rede- he's someone who's uh trying to redeem himself, having a redemption story in New Japan. Rather than game one, game one <laughs> No, it even though no, it was literally this at Forbidden Door. Yeah, <laughs> that's we already already but because I thought that was only a one-time thing. Oh, and now it wasn't. and now canon sa AEW na Will Osprey. Exactly. So, that, that's yeah. why the, that's why his that's what I said when we talked about Forbidden Door. It wasn't yeah. the same Osprey. <laughs> no, but yeah, it happened again. That's why Napansingo na siya, no? So uh but uh yeah, th- this match I think it's gonna surprise more people because People, when this match was rumored, people were, you know, you're going to waste an Osprey match with an old Chris Jericho, but I feel like they're going to suppress a lot of people. And this is actually going to be a show stealer because Osprey is one of the best in the world right now. He can bring the best match out of literally anybody. So we saw that on G1 and probably going to do that with the Chris Jericho, you know, because even though Chris Jericho is old, he's still, you know, still one of the best. All right. So, um, that's going to do it for our audio-only uh, discussions here. If there's anything else that we weren't able to, uh, to talk about on the podcast, we might catch up on it's a pick of the week episode, which should be in your feeds by Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Uh, but if anything else comes up that you want to talk to us about, you know where to find us, right? On Twitter and on Instagram, you can message us there. For the podcast, it is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And on TikTok and on Twitter, it is at Wrestling2XPod. Before we end the live stream proper, Emil, as a new official show host, my plugs kaba. Lano, lano mo na kong plugs. Uh, uh, I'm just, I would just like to invite as well some of the yung mga viewers and mga listeners natin to watch the Road to Fate, MWF Road to Fate on Sunday. Oh yeah, thank me, you. Me and, Ro- me and Rowan are going to be watching there. So if you, if you see us, uh, come, please say hi. Yeah, I uh, really appreciate that plug. <laughs> oh, no, also, also mga... you guys. <laughs> Nene, sila yung wrestling journalists. Eh. We have to respect oh. them. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, bilikin tickets, guys. Pwede pa naman on Ticket to Me. Uh, um, they're still available online. Uh, you can also get your tickets at the door. So that's this Sunday. Uh, I believe it's at 4 p.m. at the Power Max Center Spotlight Black Box PM, Theater. Yes. Thank you. 4.30 p.m. Uh, at Circuit Makati. So uh, if you've never been there for whatever reason, there's a Google Maps pin for Power Max Center Spotlight, Black Box Theater. Just Google those six words. You'll find it right away. Uh, and yeah, uh, we can't wait to see you at the show. Kami, uh, I'm going to speak for Oro Plata Mata. We've got some new merch that we're dropping this weekend, and we hope that you find it in your wallets to support our little group. I will not be there at the show, unfortunately. So uh, please enjoy. Um, have fun. Um you know, it's going to be fun. Wrestling in uh, Power Max Center is always great. Uh, it's it's one of the greatest venues for wrestling in the Philippines. So please enjoy it. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, support local wrestling and all that good stuff. Right? Yeah. Uh, tell the people about your latest episode and the spice hey. that you brought. Yeah. Uh, latest episode of Unmasked, the Chronicles of Romeran and Sundata is now up. On Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So um, in this episode, episode ten, uh, the third to the last episode of the season, we will um, I talk about the infamous Batanes debacle that saw almost the entire <laughs> roster <laughs> stranded in the in the 
in the remote north. Hindi kami, kasi snuerte kami. Hindi kami. Yeah, yeah. As, as, my, as my thing says, the also mama. So, it was because of a lack of due diligence of the cur- of that administration that uh, that's it on the strand on. And it's not something to laugh at. We laugh at it now, but um, it was a really harrowing experience for all of them because they didn't know if they were going to come back uh, in time. Not ever, but, you know, in time for their jobs, for school, all that for stuff. For their so families, all that only, stuff. Yeah. They were only supposed to be there for a weekend. So, you need story. And because of that... Um, that led to the first ever and only match I think that was canceled because of a default in Philippine wrestling. So a lot of fun stories and eventually the downfall of that administration. So yeah, listen to that Unmasked the Chronicles of Romer and that I will be recording the last two episodes of the season and the last episode of the season will be a Q&A. So please get your questions in to my NGL link. Uh, just go to my Instagram at shang.daddy and uh, post your questions in private. Siempre, you're not gonna, we're not going to know who you are. So, you know, ask away. And if there's anything you want to know about me, about what I did, about me as a wrestler, about the wrestling uh, profession, uh, just ask away. Um, we'll yep. answer them on the episode that will come out in two weeks. Yeah, uh, shout out to The Wrestling Gods, the show that Ro and I worked on through 2016 and 2017, which uh, you, you also get to hear about in that episode that Ro just described. Yeah, so. Uh, Yep. Go check out that episode. Uh, that show was something that we were proud to be a part of, uh, warts and all. Uh, on my end, naman, uh, if you're following Heel Season 2, post-show recaps, nandun yung recap namin ni Grace Leader about, uh, about, about that show. Uh, so we really try to uh, explain things for the non-wrestling fans who might be watching Heels and might be interested to see Stephen Amell and Alexander Ludwig in, in, uh, in the ring. It's uh, light pa yung tone ng season, so it's still fun for me to recap. So uh, I, I hope it stays that way. And Season 2 is taking uh, a bit of a... A bit of a turn narratively, which I'm actually enjoying, uh, mostly because of Jack Spade not uh, thinking about the consequences of his actions. So if you're enjoying Heal Season 2, I hope you can also enjoy the conversations that we have when we recap the show on post-show recaps. And uh, I'm not going to be part of the podcast for the next few weeks because of the FIBA Basketball hey. World Cup. So, tamang-tama yung pagka-promote ni Emil. But for those of you who will be either at the Philippine Arena or at the Araneta Coliseum or even at the MOA Arena, please come say hi if you ever uh, see me there. Don't be shy. Don't be a stranger because uh, there, there's going to be so many people there. I'm probably going to be nervous as hell. So, it'll be nice to see a friendly and familiar face. So, uh, for those who will be at the games, kita-kita tayo at the FIBA Basketball World Cup. Alright, uh, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you so much to Babyface producer Jasper, as always, for being the man at the controls and every other producer over at the Pod Network for all of the work that they do behind the scenes. Thank you to everyone for checking out the podcast, whether uh, you're listening or streaming or following us or even supporting us with your money over on Patreon. Thank you very much for everything you do for us here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You can get all of our social media content over on uh, Facebook and Instagram. It's at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. On Twitter and on TikTok, it is at Wrestling 2X Pod. Individually, it is at Rois War, at Chino Supersized, at EML underscore Meister, at Monday Night Rowan, and at underscore Stan C. For Ro Moran and Emil Nate, the newly promoted show host, my name is Stan C. Thank you for checking out the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, 
group organization company, or individual.